Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Buckle up and settle in Their for gallery a full at the hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, I'm sitting here with Andy Salem Verdugo, who's my daughter, and we're here talking about car and car repair problems, and if you have a question, the lines are wide open right now. Jeremy's sitting there waiting for you to call 602-508-0960, 508-0960. You know you're rolling your eyes a lot at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm telling you to pump the brakes. <laughs> I gotta tell you something. I know what you're saying, and I do get a little excited sometimes. But let me explain something to you. When somebody puts too much oil in their air conditioning system, yeah, the cost associated with starting fresh is horrendous. Mm-hmm. It could be, it could be five hundred to a thousand dollars. Yeah, we have to take and somehow remove the oil out of the condenser, the evaporator. Uh, and we have to replace the accumulator, and then we have to empty, take the compressor off the car, empty the oil, and start all over again. Yeah. And there's a procedure for all of that. So, and oil is an is a big problem with respect to people not paying attention to what the directions say. Yeah. So, the 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 compressor manufacturers they used to ship it with a bottle of oil and said this is the procedure to know how much to put in the compressor. Well, we had a 90% failure rate. That's what they said. We had a 90% failure rate, and every compressor was burned up because nobody put oil in it. So now, if that system compressor is supposed to hold 10 ounces, then we're going to put 10 ounces in it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you dump it out and it says we're supposed to have 10, then you're okay. You put it right back in. Yeah. But the cost associated... And, it just and, makes such a huge difference on the AC performance if it's not just spot on. It, and and it's even worse if it's over-oiled. Yes. And so when you pull a... You know, you take your ink pen... And you hit a straighter valve, and your hand is oily, your ink pen is ruined, you know that somebody over-oiled this system. And oil doesn't help. It's supposed to lubricate the compressor. In the old days with R12, we used to circulate oil through the system. But with 134, the compressor has to have its own oil. So we have to have spots of oil in the different components that complete the circle with the compressor. So if the compressor sends a little oil out, there's a little oil that comes in. That's how it's supposed to work. All righty. Who was the caller? Fred. Fred, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. Uh, Got one question. Okay. Uh, 2012 Dodge Ram 1500 with the 5.7 Hemi. I got about, oh, coming up on about 58,000. At 29,000, I changed the uh, spark plugs for the factory. Uh, they recommended or highly recommended changing them at thirty thousand. Now, do you go along with that? That that's not true. That's not true. 
I don't know who told you that, but that's not true. You have spark plugs in that truck that can cost between eight and fifteen dollars a piece. I know. Those are a hundred thousand mile spark plugs. I okay, have then. seen the Jeeps. Jeeps at thirty. Okay, and and maybe it is a but hit. But, no, but that's a Dodge. But I'm saying yeah. I have seen vehicles at that call form at thirty, which still seems kind of crazy. Do you remember when you pulled them out? What they said on them? No, I don't. I've still got them. I'm not at home right now, but they look okay. fine. The the other thing is, is that that Hemi Motors got 16 spark plugs. Okay. So oh, that, that of, just doubles. Kind of the reason I'm asking is I'm I had it done at between 29 and 30 thousand miles. It's coming up again. I guess my question is that I really don't need to do it that soon, right? I well, I I don't even think I don't even think you needed the twenty nine. But but here's how I would I would approach this. Do you have a garage that you like and trust? Well, I've been going to Marshalls, and they they okay. did the in Scottsdale. They did the work because they did it a lot cheaper than the than the dealer was going to do it. Okay. The dealer, well, the dealer would, was going to char- charge over three hundred dollars to do that, but okay, I, I would just take a spark plug out and look at it. Any good, any good seasoned technician can look at the spark plug. I, I tell you what, we had a car that come in the other day at one hundred ten thousand miles, and we took the spark plugs out, and they looked brand new. And and if it weren't for the fact that the manual said to change them in a hundred thousand, which is four times around the girth of the earth. I gave the customer the option. I said, I want to tell you something. The spark plugs we're going to put in are, are just a smidgen better than the spark plugs we're taking out. So, you know, you could probably go another 30, 40, 50,000 miles on this. They said, no, we want to replace them. But we all looked at the spark plugs, and we couldn't believe that the center electrode and the, and the upper electrode looked brand new. And so it, we're, we're, we're in a different era than, than we were when we used to put spark plugs in at 15 and 20 and 25 and 30,000 miles. It's just different. And if your Hemi has 16 spark plugs, and I'm, I'm sure it's got port fuel injection in it, I'm thinking that yeah. those are probably some platinums or double platinums or iridium spark plugs, and those things are expensive. And they also they last for a long time. So um, well, $300. They, they, didn't, t- they didn't say it because of the... Uh, not running right it was something to do about if you go, if you wait too long you can't get them out you know okay that's not true that's not true it, on a ford it is yeah i was gonna say it's not true on the dodges but on the fords we do see that and i think that just to clarify you said those people had a hundred thousand plus but on the fords we're saying they're telling you go at a hundred thousand you replace them but we're saying don't wait that long because the Fords are notorious for blowing them out. You're right. And I've also said, too, that if you're unsure, then let's do those 100,000 somewhere between 75 and 95. Yeah. Let's start early. Because what happens is, is the end of the spark plug builds up a ring of carbon. And when you bring the spark plug out, that ring of carbon might as well be diamonds. So when you bring it out, it brings the threads with it. This is on most Fords. So not okay. most Fords, but some Fords. Certain, yeah. But your Dodge is not well known for that problem. And and what they did was is Ford had two a spark plug that went too deep in the combustion chamber, so the last thread was exposed to this ring of carbon. Well, if the end of the thread is bigger than the hole you're trying to draw it through, you're in big trouble. So what we have to do is we have to soak the spark plug for a day or so and get it to soften up, and then we can bring the spark plug out without bringing the threads out. 
the older guys know how to do that. We're pretty successful, and so is a lot of other shops. Look in your owner's manual for me, I, Fred. Yeah, I was going to say, if if you can't find it in your owner's manual, maybe just call me on Tuesday, and I can pull it up on our system and see, based off your vehicle, oh. when the spark plugs are due. Okay. And, 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 and so do you have a pencil I mean, handy, Fred? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Well, Andy's at Salem Boys Auto. She'll look it up, but if you go into maintenance section of your owner's manual and you look for spark plugs, it'll tell you what the change interval is. And and yeah, I would I want you, you know, to adhere even, to that I change interval. I didn't even look there. They just told me at the dealership that was a 30,000-mile service. Okay. And I, I, I'd be willing to bet and give somebody 100 to 1 odds. I'd be willing to lose 100 for a dollar bet that your 2012 Hemi motor does not call for spark plugs at 30,000. I've been wrong before, and if I am, somebody will certainly let me know, but I'd like you to tell me maybe next week. Okay, because the truck All runs right. Thank fine. You, Fred. I mean, it runs like it did when it was brand new. You know, it, yeah. I, mean, it showed, I, I, I wouldn't mean, be replacing them again. Um, I, I okay. just I wouldn't replace them again. I, I, I think what happened here is, is I'm going to guess, that the dealer told you you needed spark plugs, and you went in and told Marshalls you need spark plugs, and Marshalls bid the work and did the work. But in reality, they thought, well, the dealer knows something I don't. But your, your owner's manual will tell us what we need to know. That's that's no problem with that. Thank you very much, Fred. J or, uh, Jeremy, anybody else? Okay, it's all clear right now. That means the lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I know you're rolling your eyes at me too a lot because when I'm talking to people, I get frustrated because they're spending so much money. It's it's kind of this is what I, this is how I think. If I had to make a decision on a medical issue, and I know you didn't like the the, the analogy of <laughs> drilling a hole in somebody's head on, on your neighbor's head and pulling out. I'm the, sure the, everybody got the picture. They got the picture. <laughs> they got the picture. But but I I, I am. Why, if I had a, if I had a decision to make, why would I stand on a street corner and take a poll of the people that are walking by? Yeah. And that's what's happening on the internet. You got customers with, with misfire codes, and so there are shops out there. You know that spark plugs, wires, distributor cap, rotor, covering pick all up the assembly, bases. That's right. Uh, thick film module, um, EGR valves, and everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessary, folks. The code. It just says, I see the problem in this area. Let me tell you, I can't, 25% of the oxygen sensor codes we deal with are a plugged fuel filter. Mm -hmm. So take that and put it in your hat and smoke it. Because it's, it's you have to figure that out. Yeah. So when we go in and look at your car, we see it's running lean. That means we don't have sufficient fuel flow. We put a gauge on your fuel pressure. Voila, on the front side of the, of, of the filter, the back side of the filter, we have good pressure. On the front side, we don't. We take the filter out, we put it to our lips, and we blow through it. If, you, if, if I had you blow through a pipe and I was holding my hand over the end of it, your cheeks would swell up like mm -hmm. Louis Armstrong blowing on a trumpet. Yeah. So that's what a plugged-up fuel filter says. So we go, voila, it's running lean. The oxygen sensor is screaming, hey, give me more fuel, give me more fuel. But the computer says, I got the injectors wide open. And the oxygen sensor says, I don't care. Give me more fuel. Open up the faucet. The computer says, the faucet's wide open. And so that happens. Yeah. So 
on that kind of a deal, we got, what, 85 to $125 worth of diagnostic time, and we got another 85 to $95 for a fuel filter and the labor to replace yeah. it. Yeah. I think what people don't understand is there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers, which we understand mm-hmm. and we get. So if on these hard issues that they're having that they can't figure out, use us to diagnose the issue. Our industry. Our industry, yes. And and then they can do the repair themselves. I think the only downside to that is if they do the repair and they're still having issue, then as a shop, you don't know, okay, did that customer install something wrong or, or do the repair wrong, or is it an incorrect diagnosis? So that's the gray area. But, you know, we, no, no shops, you know, get mad if you just use them for a diagnosis and then want to do the repair yourself. Well, and they don't have an obligation to have you fix the car. Yes. They paid for the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So, the, And then you just look them in the eye and you say to them, is this a guess or a fix? Because I'm going to want to fix it myself, and so you need to diagnose it and let me know exactly what's wrong with my car. Yeah. Now, let's just talk about that for a second. So the car comes back and it has the same code and he's fixed the car based on what you told him. Mm-hmm. We, the shop has an obligation to go in and determine whether that code and all those parameters are gone or not. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a, if you if it doesn't fix it, the shop is is almost obligated to redo their diagnosis in the event that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. We recognize that. We don't pad the diagnostic fee thinking you're a do-it-yourself or that we might have to do it. We don't do that, and I don't know anybody who yeah. really does. Yeah. Well, I do know one shop that probably does, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. The idea is is that there are a lot of do-it-yourselfers, yeah. and I remember an engineer across the street from Honeywell he brought his car over and he said, you know, put a starter in it. Well, it was one of those four-hour starters, which is $400, $500 worth of labor. So we put starter in it, and I said to him at the front counter, you're diagnosing this yourself. I'm not guaranteed the success of whatever's ailing you, mm-hmm. whatever the boogeyman you're trying to chase. So he comes over and he pays the bill and he goes outside and I'm just down there watching him because I know what's going to happen. It ain't going to start. So he comes back in. He says, the start. And I said, you didn't pay me to get it to start. You paid me to put a starter in it. Mm-hmm. So we go out there. It's an $11 switch on the clutch pedal. It's an $11 switch. So I said to him, this is why it's important to give us the symptoms and not tell us how to fix your car. Yeah. I unplugged the clutch switch and I put a, a spade connector in the and I says now it'll start and it starts and I says now go home and replace the clutch pedal switch. If you would have come to us, we'd have figured that out in about thirty seconds and I probably would have charged you thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. So thirty dollars to diagnose it and then if you said, Well how much is the switch? I would have said probably twenty bucks and twenty bucks to stick it in and you'd have been in and out of here for less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. But the idea is 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 it's you know if you if you tell your shop how to fix the car you are responsible for the success of your diagnosis. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. All righty. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Steve, stay right there because you're first caller on the other side of this break. Mark Levin can't wait until January. I've never been so furious with a president of the United States in my life. Never. He's the most dishonest, incompetent, ideologically driven, nihilistic, narcissistic man to serve in that office in modern time. He despises his own country. He despises the very people who put him into the office of the president. And nothing has been done effectively politically to stop him. Mark Levin, weekdays at 3, right before the Seth Liebson Show at 6, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. 
They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart heart, your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy, too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. one 800 679 A message from DAV to all returning veterans. Thank you. Thank you for doing your duty. Thank you for doing our bidding. Thank you for laying it all on the line. Thank you for stepping up and not backing down. Thank you for putting your future on hold to put our enemies on notice. Thank you for putting your buddies' lives ahead of your own. Thank you for putting yourself in harm's way. Thank you for defending our freedom, for displaying your honor, for being a hero, even though you don't want to be called one. For all this and more, DAV thanks you. And we're here to help you. Expert DAV advisors will make sure you get the health, disability, and financial benefits you were promised and earned. If you're a veteran, visit DAV.org for free help. And again, thank you. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you, 960 The Patriot and 960ThePatriot.com. Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. I'm going to talk fast because we got lots of callers. I want to tell you about Quality Transmission. Quality Transmission is the only transmission shop in the East Valley that I put my name next to and tell you it's a good guy. There's lots of transmission shops out there, but they don't pass the muster for a variety of reasons. Some of them haven't been under the same management for five years. Some of them have terrible Better Business Bureau records. Some of them, none of, a few of them, um, don't have certified technicians. And, and some of them just simply don't make the muster because they're 
answers to our questions are so doggone vague. We want to know who owns the shop. We want to know who's responsible for customer service. We want to know what your customer service mantra is. How do you handle that? So that's one of the reasons that Quality Transmission is the only shop in the East Valley that I think you should go to. He's on McClintock North of University in Tempe. Steve, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning, Steve? Good morning, Mark. In the past, you've given warnings about how not to blow yourself up when you're jump-starting your battery. Do you have any uh-huh. tips for if the battery's been it's been in the garage for a few months in the car uh, for just starting the battery charger? Like if I go buy a one of those trickle chargers? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. Um, what you do is, is you hook up your positive t- cable first, your negative second, but you don't plug it in until you've got good connections. Then you plug it in and turn it on, and there's no hazard whatsoever if you do it that way. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Steve. Thank you very much. Bernie, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes, Mark. Uh, I have a 2000 Ranger half-ton pickup, and a couple of months ago, my wife pulled up in our driveway, and we have a slight slope, and she put it in park, turned it earth, and then let loose of the brake, and it rolled back and made a clunking noise, which means it didn't engage in park properly. So I said to her, okay, from now on, when you park the truck, I don't care where you park it, push the brake down, the emergency brake, and it will stay where it is. And you could leave it in any gear. So now... You're right. We also had the problem where just before that, when you turn the key, it wouldn't start. And so I would get in the truck because she was frustrated, and I would take and push the gear shift back to reverse, bring it back up, and give it a little extra tap with my wrist to engage it in park and then it would start and she learned that okay but uh now we've come to the point where you have to actually sit in the seat push the brake down and take it out of park and put it in neutral to start the truck it won't start in park at all okay okay when you say it won't start in park at all there's no noise whatsoever when you hit the key there's no clicking noise there's no groaning not noise a, there's not no nothing exactly. no not even okay a you need a Okay, you need a new park neutral neutral switch. It's probably on the transmission on the side of the selector shaft, and uh, you can call around and you can go to a transmission shop and say, "Would you test this? Let me demonstrate what I'm doing. I'm having to go to neutral, but it, now they may find that the two screws have come loose on your park neutral switch. So at that point, all we do is adjust it and tighten down the two screws. Maybe they're both gone. No one knows, but you're describing perfectly a bad parked reverse neutral switch and that's okay. that's really not a big deal all right because my daughter looked it up on the internet and she said there's a cable and then they okay. came to that conclusion also but uh, i'm not able to get underneath the truck to look okay. at that well, let me explain so. that the, the cable goes from the shifter to the input shaft of the transmission and the input shaft we rotate between park reverse neutral drive one two so the park neutral switch is over that shaft is probably over that shaft and so the cable 
you know, the, the shifter touches the cable, the cable moves the shift selector, and when the shift selector moves, then the park neutral switch is, is activated. So it, that, that's really an easy one. You've diagnosed it really, really rather good, and I think that's all you have to do is, is have, show somebody what you're talking about and um, have them give you a repair estimate, and it should have two things. It should have the park neutral switch and the, and the, and the uh, labor to replace it. That's it. But thank okay, you very much, Steve. I, or, or, is there a transmission place up here in the North Valley, Deer Valley um, area? On the nor- um, yeah, Deer Valley. I would use Adolph's transmission if I were you. He's a good guy. There's lots of shops up there that can do it. If you go to MarkSalem.com and click on the best shops, a general repair mechanical shop can work on that. But if you want a transmission shop, then Adolph would be the guy I would send you to. All righty, Bernie, thank you very much. Let's go to John. John, you're up next. How are you today, John? I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm good. Good. My wife has a 2007 Saturn View. It's got the big V6 Honda engine in it. Runs great. No oil between oil changes, and she's got 140,000 miles on it. Um, okay. It's got two cooling fans on it, a smaller one and a larger one. The larger one is comes on when you turn the AC on. And I assume okay. the smaller one is just the standard cooling fan. Well, that smaller one a, does not come on at all. And I know it works because okay. I've jumped it directly to the battery. And so because okay. it's relying on the larger fan to cool it, it runs a lot harder than normal. And I've checked all the okay. easy stuff, the, the relays and the temperature sensors, but I can, I'm not that good a mechanic to figure out what's going on. Okay. Well, the fact of the matter is, is in this time of the year, we do have that big fan running a lot because you're using your air conditioning, and the, the other fan's going right. to come on probably about 225, 230, 235, and then it's going to shut off when you get down to about 220. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, your gauge on, on that Saturn view has a halfway mark and a three-quarter mark, and that needle should be in that area all the time, and I wouldn't be concerned that you know, this circumstance is closer to the half, and this circumstance it's closer to three quarters because that's just the way it is. But if you want to check that, then this is what you do: you put a, a towel, a big, huge beach towel, over the front of the grill, and you just sit there and let it idle. And we're going to stop the air coming through the radiator, and you turn the air conditioning off. And I'm willing to bet that if you have a temperature gun, I'm willing to bet at about the five eighths mark on your temperature gauge that that smaller fan's going to come on. Now. Here's the deal. You probably did, don't have a clue which one of those sensors actually turns the fan on, but let me tell you how we test it. Okay. It's usually not the three-wire sensors. It's usually the two-wire sensor or it could be a one-wire sensor. And so what They're we do is, is we... Okay. So we're going to take it off and we're going to temporarily ground with a fuse in the circuit, a 5-amp fuse in the circuit. We're going to temporarily ground it. And if it, we ground it and the fan comes on, then that's the switch that turns the fan on. Okay. But you also run a risk here of causing some big damage. So you have to know what you're doing and you have to have the right equipment. I would suggest that you just run the test yourself. On a good hot day, just cover the front. Let, we don't want to suck any air through the... Of course, the fan's not on and the air conditioning's not on, so we're not sucking any fans or sucking right. any air. I want the hood closed, by the way. And then right. I'm thinking at about the 5 8 mark, your fan's going to come on and then you'll see it goes off. You'll be fine. All right, I've got to take a break. I'm going to put you on hold. And if you have any other questions, we'll get you on the other side of the break. We'll be right back right after this. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. 
One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Attention. This is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? Then listen to this. The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secured by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call 1-800-613-6711 now to get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as low as $500 all from your home. With little or no money, working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-613-6711 right now to get your free tax lien kit plus two free tickets to a live training event, which includes a free meal coming to the Phoenix area. Call 800-613-6711. That's 800-613-6711. Individual results may vary. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Last week, shocking images came streaming from the beaches of France. As Alyssa Rubin reported for the New York Times, the photos showed armed police surrounding Muslim women on beaches and ordering them to remove their modest clothes or leave. Many mayors on the Mediterranean coast have adopted legislation making it illegal for Muslim women to wear the burkini on French beaches. What is uniting so many leaders and citizens across the political spectrum in France? It is that nation's absolute commitment to secularity. In an article for The Telegraph, Tim Stanley points out that the opposition in France to the Burkini and to Islam is symbolic of its opposition to any form of conservative religion. Any kind of theology that would bring a moral code in conflict with that of the French secular law and culture. If one were to try to invent a cartoonish distortion of that kind of secularism, one could do no better than what actually happened on French beaches just last week. I'm Albert Moeller. 
Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Andy Salem Verdugo is sitting here next to me. She's my daughter, and she is actually um, the big cheese at the shop that our family owns. Uh, I want to talk real quick about um, Action Auto. Action Auto is at I-17 in Deer Valley. Action Auto is on the northwest corner, and I've known Tom since 1979. I know Tom, Tom is honest. I know he's dependable. And if you want to talk fishing, there's some, there's nothing that Tom would rather do than talk fishing. But he also knows a whole lot about cars. So if you live anywhere near Action Auto, I-17 in Deer Valley, he's been around since 1983. I've known him since 1979. And he's a good guy. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians. And Tom makes sure. He doesn't really need to make sure, but his technicians will get the job done right. Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. Hey, John, we had one more question. How are you doing? What can we do for you? I'm, uh, when Before this all happened, the heat gauge never got above halfway. Now, on her way home from work, it gets up to at least three quarters, and that large fan stays on for about ten minutes after she shuts the car off. So something has changed. I just don't know what it is. Well, it's not supposed to run below half, and I don't know what's going on either. But we don't want it. We, uh, the old days of running at 180 degrees are gone. I'm going to give you real quick why. We used to do valve jobs at 50, 60,000 miles, and no motor lasted more than 100. And when we took those motors apart at 100 or 80,000, they were full of, full of sludge, which is a black mayonnaise. Nobody ever knew that what that was, and they blamed it on Pennzoil and Quaker State and Valvoline and the oil. But we know what that was. You see, what? let me ask you a question. When does water boil, John? 12 degrees. Say it again. 212 degrees. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. I asked some college students that the other day, and nobody knew the answer. <laughs> One guy said 100 degrees Celsius, and, and that's true, too. But anyway, we need to get the motor temperature up to 220 so we can boil the water that goes with, with starting and stopping the engine. Because every time you shut the engine off, we create a tablespoon of water. Well, that right. builds up, and the water and oil turns out to be sludge. 220 is, is, is the mark you want to hit. So I can't explain to you why it was below the half, and now it's between half and three-quarters. I'm not quite sure you've even got the fans identified right, but I can tell you this much. There, there's a lot of shops in town that would diagnose that for less than 100 bucks. So okay. they're going to go in, and they're going to get a pull a wiring diagram and find out what the fans do, and, and then they're going to watch them operate. And so, like I said, that's going to be less than $100 is my guess. All right, John, thank you very much, buddy. Jesse, you're up next. How can I help you, Jesse? Destiny, you're next because Jesse dropped. Uh, Destiny, how can I help you? Okay, Destiny's gone. Mark, Mark to Mark, how are you? I'm actually here. I'll, I'll go right ahead. Well, yeah, I just wanted to call in with a cautionary tale about self-diagnostics that I uh, would share with some people. Have a okay. uh, 2004 Acura MDX. Had this persistent squeak in the back end, and I, I just could not figure it out. I had my wife get in the back and jump up and down. I'd lay under the thing, quiet as a church mouse. And, you know, every time I go over a speed bump, you know, get the hee-hee, take a right mm -hmm. corner, hee-hee, take a left corner, hee-hee. Well, I figured it's going to be a shock or a bushing. I, the bushings looked all right, so I ordered a pair of shocks, which weren't much money, and a some anti-sway bushings, which would require dropping a whole subframe, so I was hoping it wasn't that. Swapped out the shocks, took it out for a test drive, hit the first speed bump, <laughs> darn, took it home, got underneath <laughs> it, and I was look, looking up under it. I said, well, you know, they've got these rubber um, uh, shock uh, coil spring seats. And I'm like, well, the one on this side's pooched out a little 
little bit. Maybe the one on the other side is that way, too, you know? And so I grabbed the spare tire to kind of hoist myself over to the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a spare okay. tire moving back and forth. <laughs> That's okay. That's that's okay. That's okay. It's live and learn. You know what I would have oh. done? I would have sprayed water on each one of those bushings one at a time, and after yeah. you sprayed water on them, then they would have the the effect, the one that was going ee would have would have shut up. But exactly. in your particular case, when you've got the spare underneath that vehicle, that's the, the, any good seasoned gray-haired son of a gun is going to be t- kicking that first. Even before yeah. he crawls underneath there, he's going to sit on his butt and kick the spare. So, anyway, that's okay. You needed the rear shocks anyway. <laughs> I did it, miles. it was well overdue. So oh, no there, you no there, there you go. There you go. <laughs> then, thank you, Mark, for that story, and thank you for making us laugh. <laughs> and it's nice to be able to laugh at yourself, Andy. Yes. Okay, let's go talk to Destiny. Destiny's back. Destiny, how can we help you? Hi, I have a Honda Civic Hybrid 2008, and I'm just listening to you talking about changing spark plugs, and I'm like, because I've never messed with this motor. It scares me. I can work on other motors, but this is a hybrid. Is there spark plugs in this thing? How does it get fire? Would you put gas in it? Well, I have to. Okay. Well, if it, I mean, I, I just want to yeah, make sure that we're talking about saying. a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. there's, if it's got if gasoline, gasoline in it, then you got to have spark plugs. Or got to have right, spark. Right. So it does. Yeah, and, and Andy I rolled mean, her eyes at it. me. I've never changed them. Okay. And and how many miles are on it now? Mm, uh, a little over 130. Okay. All right. I would imagine that you're due. Um, I would look at the maintenance schedule in your owner's manual, and I think um, chances are that you don't have really up-to-date, fancy-dancy spark plugs in your 08 um, Honda Civic. And so I'm going to step out on a limb and say that if somebody goes in there and puts spark plugs in there, it's going to make a difference for the better. It's going to have a better quality idle. It'll accelerate nice and smooth, and I'll bet your fuel economy gives you at least one mile to the gallon better. Okay. Because it does, I noticed the other day, because I was a mechanic in the military, but I don't work on, on on car engines, and I was like, man, okay. it's running a little bit rough, and I am afraid to put additives in the fuel or the oil because it's a hybrid. Well, can I? Um, it you you can put yeah you can put additives in the fuel and the oil. It's not the hybrid. It just means it's half electric, half gas. Okay. So a hybrid is half and half. Um, you you can put them, but that's not going to fix your problem. Um, it, right. you, you know, I would think the secondary ignition. Now, whoever puts the spark plugs in has to put them in by application, so they have to go by the specific car. And you're going to ask them to put right. a little dielectric grease on the boot, so when they snap the boot in, that the boot doesn't melt to the spark plug, and then you have to buy wires next time. So just have them use a little dielectric on the spark plug. All righty. Is that automatic they do, or you have to tell them? Um, well, dielectric is not used by a lot of technicians, but every one of my guys has a tube, and it's in the customer's best interest because when we use dielectric, which is a white petroleum-looking jelly, then right. when you use the car wash to spray off your engine, that, that dielectric is going to seal the boot, so you're not going to have an engine miss when you start it up. And it uh, also keeps okay. the dust and the dirt and the moisture away from that connection. So, And yeah. then dielectric is for really for the next guy because the next guy doesn't have to cut all the boots off your spark plugs and sell you a set of wires because the boots are baked to the spark plug. If you use dielectric, that doesn't happen. So okay. the dielectric, okay, the I'll tube of dielectric is going to cost two bucks. 
So that's all it costs is $2. I have a good, a good all price. Right. Good years. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You bet. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Let me tell you about Thompson's Auto Repair. Thompson's Auto Repair is the only place in Mesa that's passed the muster. Thompson's has been around for a very long time. Brian and Thelma run Thompson's Auto Repair, and you only have to meet Brian and Thelma and shake their hands to understand why they're on my list. They are a swell couple. They are honest and dependable. And not so long ago, I had a call from a customer that said, you know, I had a concern about some of the work that they did. And the very first thing out of his mouth was, is if you're not really happy with what we did, then we're happy to give you your money back. And he says, no, I'm, I'm looking for an explanation. And so they gave him an explanation and they took him out and they put the car back on the rack and they lifted it up and they said, this is what we saw. This is what we did. And he says, as a matter of fact, we still have the old parts. And the customer said, by the time I left, I, I had really embraced their customer service, and, and, and made him, he made me very happy. I wasn't after my money back. I just wanted a little better explanation than I got the first time around. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, they've been doing expert auto and light truck repair. They do maintenance service. They have ASE certified technicians, and they'll give you some follow-up when you're, once you, you hit the timing mark, then they'll send you a postcard when you're due for the next time. And, of course, that's kind of an iffy thing because we really don't know how many miles we go by months. So if you look at the card, it'll say months and miles, and you'll have a clear understanding of what you need next. So that's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. Main just east of Stapley. Uh, Jeremy, anybody? Okay, John. Uh, yeah, I'm over on the break. Yeah. I've I missed two breaks. <laughs> We're just not on point today. I, I would ask for John, so I'm going to have to take John now. John, go right ahead, buddy. Hey, uh, Mark, I, I kind of caught that guy that called in about the Ram with the Hemi on the, with the spark bows. I kind of got it late, but from what I understood, he was saying that the dealer said it changed to 30,000 miles, the spark bow, is that right? It was a 2012 Dodge Ram with a heavy engine and a Hemi engine, and yes, that's yeah. correct. He said the dealer told him it was a 30,000 mile interval. Okay, well, I can say from experience that I have the same thing happen on a 13. I went to the 30,000-mile service, and I didn't, you know, they said, yeah, change it, and turns out I spent the money on it. But when I got home, I looked in the owner's manual, and behind the owner's manual, there was a little supplemental package or an addendum in there saying, hey, uh, you know, these are 100,000-mile spark plugs, no need to change. <laughs> You know what? I've seen that before, and thank you for taking the time to call yep. us on that because you are exactly right. I have seen that in a Dodge owner's manual, and I'll tell you where I saw it, in my own, because I have a one-ton okay. dually diesel, but it has that supplement in the back of it. So in on the yep. page it says 30,000 30, miles, but then they added an extra supplement in there and exactly. said, no, it's 100,000? Exactly. Yeah. I, and I think whoever, who, the, and if, if there's anybody out there that should know that, it should be the dealer people. Yeah. The independent shop might have an excuse, but the dealer people don't. But that's pretty common. Now, no, let me change that. That would explain they're, they're taking advantage of the situation when they know better than I, that. I wonder what, you know, Mitchell would say. Yeah, we and we'll look it up. up. Yeah, we'll we look should it up. pull it up. All righty. Well, thank you very much for bringing that up, John. Thank you very much. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. The Seth Liebson Show. 
where it's principles, not politics. Uh, this is why the, the Make America Great Again is so offensive to so many. They don't believe that America is an actually better country. They don't believe in American exceptionalism. So if you smashed the bottle, you can't put the genie back into it. And if you smashed that bottle, how do you have this war of ideas? How do you present the better idea? Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. BFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Patriot app tip number three. Listening to Seth Liebson from 6 to 8 and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. I'm retired Rear Admiral Jim Simons, former captain of the USS Ronald Reagan, and you're listening to the home of Decision 2016, 960 The Patriot. 
Welcome back, everybody. 11.50, 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Let me tell you about IMM Auto Service. IMM Auto Service, I've known David since 1979. You see, I got into business in 1979 as a car repair technician and as a car shop owner, so I met a lot of these guys during that period of time. IMM does lots of import cars as well as domestic. They do some foreign, for some imports, not all, but they specialize in cars that make the rest of us just sweat bullets. Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles like the Saab, the Volvo, the Fiat, the Alfa Romeo. Those cars are very difficult to work on because they're not like every other car on the road. So if you have one of those cars, a Volvo, Saab, Fiat, or Alfa Romeo, you really need to develop a relationship with IMM for those tough problems that would typically just cause the rest of us to pull our hair out. IMM Auto Service, they're on the northeast quadrant of Tempe. They're south of the 202, just west of the 101. Good shop to go to. All righty, let's go back. Jack, you're up next. Jack, how can I help you? Hi, Mark. Uh, uh, I'm an old mechanic, long retired. Uh, but I was thinking the other day uh, about uh, synthetic oil. Okay. What do they make synthetic oil out of? It's um, We still use base stock which is an oil from Mother Nature, but 60% or more is man-made. So we're taking the very best of Mother Nature, and then we're adding man-made products to it. And here's the difference between synthetic and the semi-synthetic and the, and the regular oil. Synthetic oil will oxidize at 500 degrees. That means oxidize means turn to a tar. So a semi-synthetic is about 350 and a regular conventional oil is about 300. So it has higher oxidation properties, so it's going to last longer if the motor's running really hot. It has more detergent than most generally oil, and it'll flow out of the can at 60 below zero where no other oil will do that. Okay. And the interchange, the, the oil change interval is going to be between 10 and 12,000 miles. All right. Is, uh, is that the same case... Uh with the new antifreeze, too? Well, with the new antifreeze, there, it, it has everything to do with the color. So we have green with the 30,000-mile service, and then we have a whole bunch of 100,000-mile ones, blue, orange, red, and amber. And <laughs> all of those basically are about 100,000 miles. So green is all by itself, and all the rest of them are basically a 100,000-mile service interval. So that's what most cars come with. Yeah, uh, but is that is that made out of base antifreeze too? Just like the oh other? oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I'm not really an expert on antifreeze, so I can't answer your question. Yeah. I am an expert on oil, but yeah. I don't know the answer to that. But I can tell you this much: um, the newer antifreeze, the hundred thousand K antifreeze, are almost twice as much as a, a gallon of green stuff. So there's going to it's going to cost more because it's going to have something in it that allows it to go a hundred thousand miles and 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 seventy thousand miles more than the green stuff. So, all righty. Thank you. All righty. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Um, I, I want to go back to the spark plug thing. Y you know, I think what's disappointing, and this is kind of how, you know, I get off the air and then I think about these things. When a technician pulls out 
platinum or double platinum iridium spark plugs at 30,000 miles, he knows that he shouldn't be doing that. The technician knows that. He should know that. I would fire one of my guys pulling spark plugs out of a Dodge at 30,000. A customer can come in and say, I want you to replace the spark plug. He has to go to management. He has to go to his service rider and says, here's a new plug. Here's an old plug. This is this is common sense. Yeah. We're wasting our time. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't make any difference about who suggests it or who's taking advantage of the fact that there's a supplement in the owner's manual that says, oh, by the way, page 212 doesn't really reflect the correct number. They say it's 30, but on this page at the end, it says that it's 100,000 yeah. miles. But all of us can look at a spark plug and know if it's a 30,000 miles or it's 100,000 miles. And if you can't, you don't belong in our industry. Yeah. So that's the tough part, I think, that, that goes along with with those kinds of, of issues where I'm being told that I need to change my spark plugs at 30,000 miles. Yeah, and it sounds like it's kind of confusing, too, because if they don't have that supplement, then for all the customer thinks, okay, yeah, it does say 30,000. Yeah, and then, and then let's talk about people that don't have owner's manuals. <laughs> like me? <laughs> yeah, like you. You see, folks, during the break, Andy goes, well, my 2010 Dodge is right outside. She says, let me go see if my manual has the supplement. <laughs> so she walks in and she just sits down. I go, where's the manual? She says, um, I don't have one. So you don't have one in your car? No. Okay. All right. Who I takes need- care of your car? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I have one in mine, and I am 99% sure, even though it's a diesel, because the, the manual covers gas and diesel, I have that supplement in mine. Okay. So the, the, the idea, folks, is... is Please learn your owner's manual. Yeah, go Please, by your owner's manual. And, and don't let anybody talk you out of it. Here's what they're going to say. Oh, in Arizona, we double everything. No, we don't. Oh, Arizona is much worse than any other place in the, in the world. No, it isn't. Death Valley's worse. The I-10 corridor from Tallahassee, Florida, all the way to Santa Barbara, or to, to California, to L.A., or wherever yeah. um, 10 ends up, it's, it's, it's hell on wheels the whole way. So you got humidity and bugs on the East Coast. You got humidity in the middle. You got bad highways. You got all this bad stuff. But don't let them talk you into going before your manual because that's self-serving. That's yeah. something that they're gonna they're a commissioned employee. And if they can get you to buy it on a set of spark plugs, he said sixteen spark plugs. Yeah, I can't imagine that it was only three hundred dollars with sixteen spark plugs. I was thinking the same thing. Because, uh, you know, if, if he's going to be changing 16 spark plugs, I'm thinking an hour and a half's worth of labor, so that's $150 if he's $100 an hour, and they aren't. Yeah. But it makes my math, it makes, makes me sound smart. Yeah. So $150, <laughs> that means he's got $150 for 16 spark plugs. That's $10 a piece. And if those are iridium or if those are platinum or double platinum, that ain't even close. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure about the 16 on the Hemi, but I am sure that 30000 is not the appropriate. The only time that you would want to go early is, like we said, with the Ford. Yeah. Or some an application where we know there's an, a known issue. And it's the Triton motor, if I'm not mistaken, and it's only a, a year spread of three or four years. Is it five four or five seven? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna and and, and Eddie knows all about yeah. that because he's our Ford guru. Um, and I he'll call me as soon as I get off the air and and, and correct me. <laughs> Let me just tell you too that I, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not gonna tell you what restaurant I'm at or if I'm picking my nose. Or if he's getting a pedicure. Or if I'm getting a pedicure. Okay, <laughs> I've never got a pedicure. <laughs> Don't, we're not letting that one sit out there, I can tell you that. But anyway, you can like me or follow me on Facebook, Mark Salem or Salem Boys Auto, and we talk about car stuff. People ask questions, and I answer them, and it's in a public forum. 
So I want to tell you something. That's kind of tough to do because people snipe at you when you answer a car question, and other technicians will sometimes take issue with you. I don't mind that conversation. It's a good thing for our industry to have. So like I said, if you're on Facebook, Mark Salem or Salem Boys Auto, like and follow us. And um, I'm happy to have you on, on part, a part of our group. And like I said, we're talking about car stuff. I'll discuss stuff in the newspapers. I'll discuss stuff that you saw at the 10 o'clock news, stuff like that, and I'll just give you my opinion on it. So my email is mark at marksalem.com. Wear your seatbelt, drive safely. God bless you, and I'll see you next Saturday.